Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So many sports are in full swing right now, so there's no better time to get into sports betting than this very second. Go to Bet Online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The Masters is here. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker back with you here as the Clippers. Uh, we're recording this here on a Friday. They'll be in action again tonight for a potential trap game against the Rockets. But the, as of now, before this recording, they're playing well. Just coming off a big win against the Suns. They beat the Blazers and the Lakers earlier in the week as well. So, Alex, you know, the last time we talked, they had come off a, a tough loss after that that big win streak. But they seem like they're, they're back at it again and... Uh, this team kind of turning the corner and playing some really good basketball as of late. No, it's really good. It's looking awesome, man. I'm, I'm loving the, the new additions to the team, and, and guys are looking really good, you know, especially down the fourth quarter stretch where, you know, we always worry about the, you know, the tendencies that they have of, you know, going into their shells. But guys are playing good, you know. I'm really excited about what's going to happen, you know, later on in the future. And that's almost that's kind of a perfect segue to I think the first talking point that we were thinking of coming into this and uh, mm-hmm. you know like as you mentioned clutch basketball playing down the stretch and already you know it's not the playoffs yet but we saw our first glimpse of a playoff Rondo right you know he was so he was so good uh, last night against the Suns uh, in in the fourth quarter he was on the court kind of orchestrating things he had an incredible bounce pass to Kawhi for a dunk he hit a couple of big three pointers. He played some great defense. He was talking trash. It was it was the full Rondo experience. Um, what were your thoughts on Rondo last night in the win against the Suns and just what he brought to the floor? Man, I think Rondo got a vendetta of Chris Paul. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's always trying to definitely get one up on him. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, you know, before this, but it, it's just crazy to see these guys battling um, such you know, um, just warriors from that standpoint, you know. So I think it was a battle inside a battle between these two, you know, and Rondo was definitely up for that challenge, um, and he played very well, you know. It carried on, and the guys led very, you know what I mean? He led the, he led the whole team from that standpoint. Yeah, and this is, you know, we were both on board with the trade, even though, you know, it hurt to see Lou Williams go. But, you know, there were so many people talking about this deal and how, you know, oh, Rondo's been so bad this year with Atlanta. I don't know what he brings. And uh, we were both a little confused by that. It's like we just saw it last year in the playoffs, what he can do. We just It's not like this was five years removed. We just saw it, how impactful he can be. And, yes, it can be a little frustrating how he, you know, might not bring that effort on certain regular season nights. But when the intensity is turned up, when it's 
national TV when it's against a team that you're fighting for in playoff contention. Uh, I think we got our first glimpse of it last night, and you know he really does bring a different dynamic to this team. Where you know, fair or not, we've seen the games late where for whatever reason shots weren't falling, the stagnation, kind of that you know go into your shell type moment for this team. You know he was on the floor orchestrating things, and you know just takes a little bit of pressure off you know Kawhi and Paul George, who then in turn. Maybe a little bit fresher, not having to handle handle the ball as much. We saw Paul George go crazy in the fourth quarter. We saw Kawhi rising up and dunking on people. You know, like things where they were able to do their normal scoring things with Rondo handling a lot of the, the ball handling duty down the stretch. It was kind of a glimpse into what the Clippers are hoping for uh, when they when they brought Rondo in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, you got two assassins that are just like quiet. You know what I mean? You got Paul George who give you 30 a quiet one, you know, at sometimes, you know, uh, until somebody starts talking, you know, mess to him. Um, you got Kawhi Leonard, who's definitely a mute, who's not saying anything at all, but he'll give you a serious 30-piece every single game. He's a machine, you know, but you just needed that extra energy, that that backing of somebody that's going to say something, you know what I mean? So, being the fact that Cousins didn't play that game, uh, Rondo is definitely that guy for that energy and that effort and you know getting the guys fired up to actually play and he's just man he's a he's a machine from that from that standpoint alone for sure yeah and we know the shooting from the outside comes and goes with rondo but you know if if he's locked in like he was last night that's such a such a huge just boost for this team with with his his playmaking his defense and just kind of his overall intelligence on the floor where he you know we've seen multiple times in in the couple of games that he's played where he's you know kind of smartly leaving his man to go double quickly or you know just disrupting things defensively where I think that's been helpful and then there was a moment last night which he talked about in the post game where late in the game Chris Paul's calling out a play and then Rondo just with his smarts in in what he brings you know telling the Clippers defense what play the Suns are about to run ahead of time to to let them know, and, and and they end up getting a stop on that play. So those are the little kind of things that he brings. That's just an extra added element to to what the Clippers can now put forth in the fourth quarter, in particular. Big facts, yeah. And I, I got to hand it to the Suns, man. They're no slouch. So these aren't the old Suns that we're used to seeing. You know, I mean, these are contenders. You know, um, all the way from that bubble standpoint, where I think they were cheated from that standpoint of you know moving on to the playoffs, but. Phoenix Suns are definitely, you know, a team to look after and see that, you know, they're coming with a full force too as well. So this was a great win. Yeah, Phoenix has had one, right to your point, seven games in a row in the two spot right now. Clippers close to within two games of Phoenix now for that two spot. But as you said, yeah, they're they're playing really well and they're they're a deep, strong team. So I think that's someone, you know, to look out for in the future in the playoffs this year to see, you know, some of the Clippers might run into going forward. But um no, it's the, both games against Phoenix have been have been physical. They've been chippy. You know, we saw a flagrant foul from Devin Booker when he knocked down Kawhi. We saw Pat Beverly with his flagrant get ejected. Marcus Morris get ejected late. So, uh, you know, it felt it felt like a playoff game where, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's the old you know Chris Paul against his old team, whatever it is. But the Suns talking a lot. Um, you know, like you said, kind of getting Paul George riled up to go off for the for the second time against them. It is a, a lot of intensity. It was it was fun to watch. It was physical, and it it, it was a reminder of playoff basketball for sure. Thanks. Yeah, that's no, true. In this week for the Clippers, defensively, 
not even in this week, but just overall over the stretch for the Clippers, we've seen that defense go from, you know, struggling earlier this year to average to now they're playing elite top level defense. And you kind of look no further than the past two opponents, Portland and Phoenix, Damian Lillard held to two for 14 from the field, Chris Paul four for 11, both of those guys really shut down. So what, what have you seen from the Clippers defense that has, has turned the corner and and kind of what we expected from them with all their the high-level defenders, but what's been the key in them turning that corner and, and really becoming that elite defensive team? Man, that's a great question. I, I really can't even pinpoint it for sure. I just think the level of intensity has been coming up. Um, I think guys are zoning in and keying in a little bit more on defense. And, um, you know, I like the transition as far as what they did, as far as with the lineup and putting Batum um, coming off the bench, you know what I mean? So he's actually to analyze the game and see the game from that standpoint and actually implement, you know, what's needed. Um, as far as a veteran, that's a huge um, key point. And you got you got man who's a big guard. We always talk about that standpoint that can guard any guard, um, small forward as well too. Um, and I just see that they're switching a lot, you know what I mean? And I think that's a great uh, tendency where guys are catching the basketball way out there playing one-on-one with, you know, freak avatar guys as far as uh, Manns and, and Paul George and Leonard, you know what I mean, who's definitely going to get three or four steals down the line. You got you got Rondo now from that standpoint, so it's going to get even harder, you know, from, from that standpoint, just them switching like that. Yeah, I think we talked about it. When, when you design a roster with – you know, big, athletic, long wing players like like you mentioned with Leonard and, and George and, and Marcus Morris and so on and so on. The real hope is that you can be able to switch like that. And I think we're starting to see that ability. And then Patrick Beverly mentioned it as well. I think, you know, a lot of credit goes to, to Zubats and what he's done since he got put in the starting lineup when Ibaka went down with the injury. You know, he's really anchored their defense as well as a big guy, you know, you don't want him on the perimeter a lot, but he's shown he can he can hold his own when he switches and then get back and protect the rim. So I think having him as a big anchor of the defense, along with all of those other guys who are pressuring the ball and being able to stay in front of their man, uh, it, it's led to kind of this this transformation defensively, which we knew was in there, but uh, it's nice to finally yeah. see it come out. True, true, true. Zubox, my guy, he's definitely has you know hard and strong and stuff like that, and altering shots. He's agile, too, you know what I mean? So that's a key thing to have for your big man. He's not a robot. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's just really out there as a presence, you know? So that's that's huge. Zubox is doing an amazing job. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, we're not really certain how much Cousins is going to play, but he, we mentioned last week them looking to sign him. They did sign him to that 10-day contract. He got some minutes against Portland. Didn't play in the Phoenix game, but... What did you see in his action in that Portland game? You know, seven points, four boards, and about eight minutes. Um, what do you see from Cousins, and, and what do you think he can bring to the team, even if it's in relatively, you know, limited action uh, going forward? Man, that's a crazy stat line, just in eight minutes. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's, that's an amazing presence, just coming in in eight minutes, getting seven points and four boards like that, and just sitting down. You know what I mean? With 75% shooting. Um Cousins is only going to do more things, you know what I mean, to contribute. And um, I think he got like a, you know, a, a small string as far as with this 10-day contract. So, you know, he, he wants to make this thing work. 
you know, just him being an all-star elite player and having that tenacity from the standpoint of he still, you know, he still feels that he can actually contribute to a team. And this is his chance. He got 10 days, probably less than that now. And um, just him putting up that stat line, it, it's, it's definitely needed, you know. Um, we've always talked about Cousins just being healthy, you know what I mean? Well, we can count on it, consistency. Um, you know, if, if he can come in and do that on a consistent basis, <laughs> that's crazy. You know what I mean? In eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's something to be said, too, about, uh, you know, at, at some point, Serge Ibaka will come back and get back into the rotation for for the Clippers and sure. you know at that point the minutes will probably be limited for Cousins but you know there's games like tonight against the Rockets like maybe Sunday against the Pistons where we know a couple guys are going to sit out tonight against Houston uh, Pistons you know if the Clippers take care of their business they could have you know a big lead and more chances for Cousins to get mi- Cousins to get minutes there so I think there's a couple yeah. of games coming up where he'll probably be able to see the floor and. And just from a rhythm standpoint, uh, be able to get his footing back a little bit. And and I think we touched on it a little bit where, you know, even if he's not going to play a lot, there's going to be times where, hey, we might need to throw him in. And knowing that he's that talented, he can score and put up numbers that easily where it's like, hey, if we need a five minute stretch from from Cousins, he can come in and perform. And, you know, he's not going to disrupt anything with the team. You know, I think it's it's a low risk, high reward thing for the Clippers where. You know, when he's out there, he can provide a lot. His size, his rebounding, obviously his scoring ability. Um, you know, the Clippers have enough defenders that they can surround around him to make that work. So I think, I think it's it's a great signing for them, and especially you know as a as a third center, it's hard to go wrong with someone who's that talented. A hundred percent true. Yeah, that's true. And just the spacing alone, you know what I mean? He can he can step back and hit that fifteen footer or that. That NBA three-point range, you know what I mean? That brings some presence, you know. And you can put it on the floor just like a, a Ibaka as well, you know. So I think the key things, what you said, as far as him playing on certain games is going to be vital. Um, some games where the, the the transition floor of him running up and down is probably not going to be a huge presence for him to play in certain games. But if you got bigs that are, you know, are – Slim in the waist that he can get underneath them and get, you know what I mean, some quick and ones and get them in foul trouble. Um, that's going to be huge, you know. And so they're going to be really smart at how they play him. And um, he's going to be ready. I know Cousins is definitely going to be ready to show and shine. Yeah. And he seems like obviously this Clippers team has been prolific offensively. He obviously fits in right with that. Uh, and, and on that note about the, the offense, you mentioned how good the defense has been. Clippers all year long have been one of the best offenses in the league. They're right up there going back and forth for the top one with, with the Nets. And uh, we know they've been the best three-point shooting team all season long. Uh, you know, we've talked about the sustainability of that, but the way the Clippers are shooting it, again, last night against Phoenix, they hit over 50% of their three-pointers. You know, going forward down the stretch of the season into the playoffs, how sustainable do you think the shooting is and what do you see from the offense that's allowed them to, to be clicking so much? Oh, man. Um to be honest to you, Jess, I think that, that the Clippers are a shooting team. You know, they 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 rely on the jump shot a lot, you know. So um, it has to be one of those things where we saw it last year, you know what I mean? They relied on the jump shot a lot. Nobody was getting into the paint, um, really creating. Um, the 15-footer wasn't there um, sometimes, and they was taking wild Atlanta shots, you know. So 
this team really relies on the three-point range. They really rely on the 15-foot range as far as Paul George's game, as far as Kawhi Leonard's game. And, um, yeah, they, they just have to really be able to, to knock these shots down. You know, just to have that presence of that defensive rebound and offensive rebound is going to be huge. So um, even if they're not getting those shots that to fall, they got to be on that glass, you know. And I think that's one of the main reasons why they have Cousins, um, Ibaka as well, too, can't be scared to get in there and get some, you know, easy tip-ins and rebounds and stuff like that. So um, that's going to be the key thing, I would think. Relaxing is tough. With life being crazy, it's just hard to shut off your brain and chill. You overthink, you can get easily stressed out. It sucks. So I did the homework for you and found out that Sunday Scaries, which are delicious vitamin-boosted CBD gummies, are the perfect solution. They've become a must-have in your daily routine. They can chill you out in just about 20 minutes. Basically, they help take the edge off so you can maintain your composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your discount. That's promo code BELIEVE for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. We've all had bad experiences with sunglasses. Some that break, some that are cheap, that don't hold up over time. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code K9CAST15 at K9.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Canon, clearly better. Yeah, as you said, you know, I think this team is a great shooting team and they should be able to sustain for the most part. But in those stretches where they might go cold, you know, they've got to be able, as you said, to, to be able to work themselves into extra opportunities with with rebounding. Yeah. And I think one encouraging sign as well during the stretch after the All-Star break where they've played really well for the most part is we talked about the low free throw rate and getting to the rim. That's been much mm-hmm. higher after the All-Star break. And I think that's something that'll even continue to go up more now with Rondo, you know, in the mix where him personally not necessarily is going to draw fouls, but he's going to get into the paint, set up other guys to get to the rim and draw fouls as well. And and that's something that's already on the uptick. So I think the ability to get to the free throw line with a bunch of guys who shoot the free throws really well um, will be beneficial mm-hmm. for them as well going forward. Huge, huge benefit, yeah. Because these guys knock down free throws left and right for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they've, as I said, in the second half of the season, they've been going to the rim strong. And, I mean, there's really no better example of it than what we alluded to before, but Kawhi Leonard dunking all over DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is the most – he's on pace for the most dunks he's had in his career. Have, have you noticed the kind of the bounce and athleticism that we've seen from Leonard this year? Of course, he's playing back-to-back. Man, he he's going up. Yeah, no, he's, he's really – as we said, kind of turning back the clock. He's not an old player yet, but, you know, he's dealt with injuries. But he look, he's looked really spry and bouncy this year, and he's been getting to the rim yeah. often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's getting to the rim off of one bounce dribble. That dunk was nasty. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That was nasty. It had me on my seat from that dunk. 
Um, but you're right, though. Kawhi is definitely – I think there's a lot of pressure off of him, you know what I mean, not not so much bringing up the ball, exerting so much energy, you know what I mean, doing the small things. This him getting to his spots and executing, which is he's phenomenal at, you know what I mean. So take away a lot of that extra energy that's wasted of, you know, guard play or him bringing it up and you have to spin and do all that. If he's catching it off that transition – or if he's catching it off the, you know, the wing and he's taking one bounce dribble and getting low to the basket and it's 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 pretty amazing to see, you know what I mean, from that standpoint. And it takes a lot of less energy to use, you know. So I think that's huge for them. Yeah, and that's something Paul George mentioned in his post game interview last night was, you know, with a guy like Rondo, you know, doing a lot of the ball handling duty, it it allows him to be more of a scorer, not have to exert so much energy bringing the ball up, and obviously the same for Kawhi. I know you mentioned last week that when you were in the NBA, you, you know, you obviously played two guard, but you also had a period where you played the point. Just how much energy does it take or does it take out of you to, to be the point guard, bring the ball up the floor often when you're a scorer like that? How much does that take out of you as a player? Oh, it takes that a lot, you know what I mean? Just to have guys in front of you like Ricky Rubio, you know, I played in the in the, the NBA where you had Gary Payton, you know what I mean? The glove, <laughs> you know what I mean? These guys in front of you um, on a nightly basis um, that are trying to actually, knowing that you're a rookie and staff and uh, trying to take advantage of you from that standpoint, you have to keep poison, you know what I mean? That's just me personally um, playing at the point guard position and being able to actually execute and run the play and, and getting Rip Hamilton open you know, in his sweet spots, and you know what I mean, and delivering the passes accurate on time and stuff. So those things are huge, you know. It's a lot to go into play from that standpoint. I'm not even talking about even looking for your shot from that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a lot of energy that, that, you know, some people are really gifted, and players are really gifted of just naturally being that. And a lot of players have to be able to be molded into that position, you know. And I felt that I was molded into it. But then again, it blossomed my game a lot more, just being more patient and having the great pace to have to be able to attack when it needs to attack and, and when to facilitate when it when to facilitate. And I had a great mentor as far as Chauncey Billups was one that that roster right there giving all the gems to these guys right now, you know. So that's the beauty of it all is just having that mentorship of learning how to execute. I always believed basketball is a visualization as far as learning. So if you got somebody that's a great mentor from that standpoint, it's really easy to see and mimic that that attribute. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I think the fact that there's more ball handling on the floor around Kawhi and Paul George, you know, mm-hmm. it, it allows them in those spurts, because we know they, they're great when they run the pick and rolls as well. It's not taking that fully away from them. It's just kind of saving some of that energy that they'd be using all game long, picking their spots with it, True. and still being able to, you know, execute it when they need to. But just having True. another guy or two on the floor, that, that kind of takes that pressure off in in other moments of the game. True. Well, I think, you, man, to be honest, you said it on point on point. Um, to have the ball dribbling with a live dribble and using a pick and roll is different than catching it and you're seeing where everybody's at from that standpoint and you're on a dead ball running the pick and roll so these guys are getting a feel of understanding that you know to, to catch that ball and rip through and, and you know be able to um, face up and see the defense where they're coming and you can pick them apart from that standpoint 
um, it's a lot easier, you know. Um, it definitely is, you know. So they're doing an amazing, amazing job, man. It's fun to watch these guys play like this right now. Yeah, as, you know, kind of frustrating that month-and-a-half stretch was earlier in the year where, you know, obviously injuries were a big part of it, but just inconsistency where they weren't playing that well. Um, mm-hmm. This stretch has been, as you mentioned, so fun to watch just because of you can kind of see – it clicking for this team, the the intensity picking up the right way, and 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 I really think the impact of of the Rondo thing. You know, you don't want to overstate it too much, but uh, I think we'll see. We saw it against the Suns, but just that extra dynamic that that can bring uh, on both ends of the floor is something that maybe this team didn't quite have, and uh, it just mm-hmm. adds a, another dimension where it could really help them in, in big key moments uh, down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be helpful for sure. Um, I remember LeBron James saying, "Man, you just got to be lucky in the playoffs." You know, unfortunately, the Clippers haven't had that luck. Um, nagging injuries, and you know, guys have been you know absent as far as you know duties that they had to fulfill off the court um, in the bubble and stuff. So those things is stuff you can't control and stuff you can't control. But at the same time, it's just. It's just a, a, a lucky situation. I think we have the pieces to be lucky now, you know what I mean, <laughs> to actually um, get over that hump, you know, and um, just stand healthy. These guys are they're, they're not, you know, spring chickens for sure, even though we talked about Kawhi Leonard, you know, with fresh legs right now. But these guys had some, you know, nagging injuries, and, you know, it's, it's on these guys to really – um, be able to to withstand those things and get to this to their to their natural ability and be able to withstand the end goal of it all is just actually getting over that hump. You know what I mean? So we got to get a chance to actually get to the playoffs, seeing the Lakers. You know what I mean? And I'm talking in the, in the future, but I, I I see the goal. You know what I mean? I think yeah. they see the goal too as well. For sure. Yeah, and and we talked last week about kind of the the good problems that that Tyloo has with such a deep team now. And, you know, we've seen Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard kind of be the guys initially to, to get their minutes cut. But uh, as you said, the guys are still on and off banged up. We know that, you know, going into this Rockets game, you know, second end of a back-to-back, they're going to rest Paul George for that one. Beverly's going to sit that one. So, you know, there, there'll be games like that where, you know, guys just have to stay ready. And the benefit of having such a deep team where, you know, guys like Mann and Kennard who will probably see more minutes in these games. So it's just that balance of, of everyone staying ready and, you know, just being uh, ready when their name is called in those moments. Yep, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It, Rockets it, is nice too, man. They they really nice. Porter Jr. is having an unbelievable year too. So got to watch out for these young guns in this league for sure. Yeah. I mean, we saw it with the Magic game the other week where, you know you're at you're on the of course schedule wise second end of a back to back you know those are games that are dangerous where we know the rockets record isn't good but you know they've had injuries you mentioned porter uh christian wood has been really good john wall's not going to play in this game um but you know but those are games that are dangerous so we'll see if the clivers come out with with the right mentality and and take care of business like like we know that they can um sure and and i know we talked about it last week as well but the playoff rotation going forward, as we said, we already seen initially, you know, Man and Kennard see their minutes go down a little bit, and that can be a sign of things to come. But uh, it's still going to be be tough to find minutes for everyone. And I know you mentioned uh, last week Reggie Jackson, and I, just, you know, I have to commend you. You know, I, obviously I said Jackson should play as well. 
I think I, I said a little less than you did, but he's been so yeah. so good this year. Uh, yeah. In in obviously on a on a minimum contract at that as well, but the way he shot the ball and scored and created for them has been incredibly valuable. That like you said, there's just you know even if it's not the most minutes, he's he's clearly earned the right. He's got to play uh, at yeah. in somewhat in this rotation. Uh, along with Rondo and Beverly and all the other guards that are out there, but but Reggie Jackson, you just have to give him, you know, his props for for how incredible he's been all season long. No, for sure, and, and I always believe this: there's no pressure in basketball unless the, you put the pressure on yourself. But um, I, I see that it's no pressure for Reggie Jackson right now. You know, I, I think it was a little bit pressure because they wanted him to be something that he wasn't. And now he can just be himself this year, you know, and, and just really just play and hoop, uh, especially with having, you know, uh, Rondo, you know, in the mix as well, too. Um, he's a tweener, Jackson is. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a point guard first, but, he, you know, he is a two guard at some point, too, as well, too. And um, he, he, I see that he can actually just provide a lot of great energy for him, for the team as well, too, um, whether it's coming off the bench, whether it's starting as well, too. Um, but I would I would probably still put Reggie Jackson, you know, if the playoffs started tomorrow, um, in that starting five for sure. It's interesting. Yeah, Lou has gone with with Beverly the past couple of games, and you know, luckily as we mentioned, Jackson, no matter where he's put, he's just kind of producing no matter what. Uh, but I, sure. but I could see the advantage of it from from either side. We know in the starting lineup. You know, he provides that extra ball handler, the the amazing outside shooting that he's brought. And if he's coming off the bench, then he kind of provides the same thing in that, you know, the Lou Williams role, essentially, where, you know, you lose that production from Lou. But Reggie, you know, he's putting up games where he's scoring over 20 often this year. So he's kind of stepped into that type of role if they need that off the bench. And like we said, there's a, there's a lot of options at that point guard with, with Beverly you know Rondo and, and Jackson, and the ability for those guys to play together at times as well. But you know, I think Jackson has had an incredible year. And you even throw back, you know, I know there was criticism of him in the playoffs last year. He didn't have a great mm-hmm. showing defensively. But if you look back at the numbers in those playoffs, he still shot the hell out of the ball then too. So you know, the, the, the shooting that he's provided, I think what you know you get from Reggie. He, like you said, he doesn't put pressure on himself. He's clearly not afraid of any moment. And he's a player out there yeah. when you watch him where you can clearly see this is a guy who just, he has fun when he's out there and plays his game. And, and that's clearly kind of shining through this year even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a hooper for sure. He's definitely a hooper. So uh, that <laughs> yeah. stress and all that, him trying to be a point guard, and he has to run the team and all that. And it's, he's good now. He just hoops. Let him hoop. Let him play and let him be free you know what i mean so that's that's a that's a great point for sure him him being in this position where he can actually prevail and just be himself and you know no stress so it's going to be awesome man, to yeah. see him actually work no it really is and um uh, you know we've got a little bit over a month left in the regular season see if the clippers mm-hmm. can can continue to to close strong as they you know they sit in the three spot right now that win against phoenix puts them in in a good position to climb up to two so We'll see if they can get it done, but uh, but as always, we'll we'll keep you updated and keep rocking here on the Believe in Clippers podcast. Alex, uh, thanks as always for for another great chat, and uh, we'll be back again Appreciate next week. It. For sure, for sure, I definitely be back. Let's get it. 
So that's it. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Clippers podcast. If you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. Five stars is always appreciated. Or wherever you get your podcasts, including Believe.com. So with all of that said, we'll talk to you again next week on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.